This is American Real, where we aim to inspire, empower, and enlighten you through the stories of our guests. Here's your host, Roger Brooks. This is American Real. I am Roger Brooks. My guest today is Mary Henderson. You help coaches, consultants, and business owners systemize, digitalize, and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom, and skills into a brand and digital business. This is your second time on the show. Mary, welcome back. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Roger. I'm actually really excited to be here today. I know it's our second time. I feel like I already know you. So uh, I don't know where it's going to go, but I'm in your hands. So let's do it. <laughs> I appreciate it. And look, I've done over 200 episodes now. Wow. And I have to tell you, my sister uh, recently yes. told me your episode, your first episode is her favorite out of all. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic, Roger. That's saying something. Well, it meant a lot to me because she's very uh, particular and yes. in her mindset and you struck something with her, which is awesome. And she loved the fact that you're on the other side of the world yes. and that we connected and uh, I'm so happy to do it again. So she'll be the first person I reach out to when this goes. Uh, Amazing. <laughs> but great. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, a lot, I guess, has changed um, in the world since our last interview. But one thing that remains the same is you have been consistent. You have been consistent in your posts, uh, trying to help reach people, as you like to say, you know, uh, form a, a tribe so people could feel comfortable and connect and, and speak freely. Um, how has this, uh, since we last spoke, I think it was a little over a year ago, Mary, uh, how are things going for you in your business and how are things in your part of the world? That's a really good question. I'm glad we're starting there, uh, Roger. I think that one of the greatest lessons during these difficult, challenging times that every human being is finding themselves in, regardless of where you live, is um, coming face to face, actually, Roger, with your absolute truth. And I think this is a really good starting point for this dialogue because um, you know, I can say, hey, Roger, my business is doing well. And it is, you know, and I think I mentioned to you last time that, you know, in 2020, my business 10x literally overnight, because what happened is a lot of people started to realize that that dream that they had of, you know, starting their coaching or consulting business, finally, they thought they were almost pushed to the edge, and they had a choice that they could make. But the, the reality is that in 2021, um, I think a lot of people have just sort of taken a step back. My business is doing fine. As I said to you before this show, I run my whole business from a home office. My, I don't leave the home. I don't have a bricks and mortar office. I don't need to do any of that. It's a non-physical business. It's 100% digital. So what I try, the messaging that I, I think that I've been trying to share the last 12 months consistently is now is the time to drop the fear or come face to face with your fear. That's the truth. The truth is that you have to stand in front of the mirror and ask yourself, where am I going? Where am I heading? What if this happens again? What if nothing changes two years from now? Will I be in, in, in a good situation? 
And the one thing that I know for sure is that there are so many incredibly smart people I know. I work with them. These are the people I work with. Super smart people who have accumulated 10, 20, 30,000 hours dedicated to one or two specialization. Those people are sitting on currency, Roger. I mean, this is really important. We have to stop looking as dollars, money in your bank as currency or Bitcoin as currency. Your knowledge, wisdom and skills is currency. And what I try and do is educate for people to be able to look at themselves in the mirror and say, wow, I actually can solve a problem. Once you recognize that truth, you can do something with that currency. And for me, that's that's the turning point for a human being right now. Um, and in terms of where we're at in my part of the world, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. It's really hard. You know, mental health has gone through the roof. We are the, I live in Melbourne. We are the, the only state in the entire world that has been in lockdown the longest uh, compared to any other city or country in the world. So that's really hard. It's tough. Uh, it's impacting children. It's impacting people that have to uh, work um, on, on site. Um, it's affecting and impacting families that have been coerced to do what they don't want to do. You know, so we are in a situation where it's not what it was, you know, 6, 12, 18 months ago, five years ago. The world has completely changed. And my message has been very clear. Unless you understand how to step into a fully digitized world and make it work for you, it's going to be a really, really hard uphill battle from this point onwards. I truly believe that. Wow. Uh, you said so much there, uh, so much value, uh, so much truth. But one of the things I think about, Mary, is over this last 12, 18 months, however long it's been now, since the pandemic uh, broke out, one of the things that really bothers me, and it's even hard to mention because you just don't know, even with, with our you know little episode here, is censorship. Why are people being censored from speaking their truth? They can't even speak their truth, even if it, it, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. I mean, that, that used to not matter but today, if you say something against, you know, the, the, the government or I mean, it just seems communistic. Well, I think division, you know, um, if, if you can divide people, you can easily manipulate people, you know. And one thing I learned early in my career when I was in corporate, I had a very, very destructive uh, boss and who happened to be the managing or the CEO of the company. It was a big multinational tech company, and I was, you know, in the APAC division, and and I reported directly to our CEO, and um, he was a very, very, very destructive, evil, manipulative, you know, just a terrible person. 
And I remember early on, one of my mentors said to me, and I'll never forget this, he said, don't fight people like that. People like that will end up self-destructing. You just have to focus on you, Mary. Focus on your inner self. Focus on your higher connection to a higher power. Get that in order and let that person self-destruct. Lo and behold, Roger, it's exactly what transpired. Because what I decided to do is not put any energy into fixing that person or talking about that person or gossiping about that person. I just allowed that person to say whatever he wanted about me to anyone and I would fully accept it. Because if I started to fight him, what I was feeding, I was you know, putting fuel in the fire. And, um, and so same situation here. We're in a divisive, we're, we've become a divisive society, not because you and I decided to be divided. We've been told to think a certain way. So how do we stop that? Well, you've got to turn your TV off. That's step number one. Turning the TV off is the most, is the greatest gift I gave to my family. We turned the TV off 11 years ago, Roger. I have no, We don't have a TV in our home. I have no interest in it. I have no idea what's going on in, in that destructive um, uh, place of having a dialogue with your neighbour and the next neighbour and the neighbour after. Having the same conversation with a different human being is of no value to me. And so the other thing is, uh, Roger, it's not just that. It's also the, the, the dialogue that we're having as a society. We need to be pragmatic and we need to have common sense questions I, versus having a dialogue about actors and actresses and um, music artists and, you know, Hollywood, like Care Factor Zero. Who cares? And so, and 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 because I don't watch TV, I have no idea who's famous and who's not famous. It means nothing to me. I just goes one in in one year and out the other. So what we need to do is self-educate. We need to upskill. These are very important keywords. Upskill, self-educate, become pragmatic, ask, uh, ask pragmatic questions, have common sense. This is the only way that you can advance your cognition levels. When you advance your cognition levels, you can then ask the right questions, which puts you into a position of power. And I think that that's what that's the missing piece of of where we're at as a society. We're putting too much trust in the TV and not enough trust in ourselves. Wow. And Mary, I've uh, heard you talk about something called that you call the internal or internal human inventory. How does that play into all this um, when someone's looking at themselves? And I guess, you know, another one of your phrases, you know, trying to get off the hamster wheel, so to speak, of, of the chaotic life. The internal inventory is is such a big thing for me, you know, and I think that I spend more time um, making people understand what this truly means. You know, we have, as a human being, a purpose. We have a mission. We have legacy. You know, we are here to do something. We're not here to be on the hamster wheel. I mean, that's just 
unreal, quite frankly. I really find that unreal to think that my whole life is going to be based on, you know, working in a job, paying bills, paying a mortgage, and that's it. Um, let's let's take a step back. Let's look at a combination. Let's look at what makes up a human being, life experiences, learned knowledge that becomes our wisdom, skills that we learn along the way. When you can merge all of that together, you actually can see for yourself that you have inventory, internal human inventory that is made up of a lot of aspects about you that's based on your story, your life experiences, your professional experiences. When they can be merged together, I promise you that all of that inventory can solve a complex problem. When you can solve a complex problem, you have currency. That's what that is. That is currency. And when you have currency, you can do something with that. That is where, you know, I'm my passion for teaching people how to become coaches and consultants comes in because, because when you've got, as I said before, 10, 20,000 hours of all of that, you know, merged and you call that Mary, that's my life experience, I can do something with that. Wow. Um, so I'm trying to put myself in the position of the listener here. And I'm thinking thoughts such as, well, that all sounds great, but, you know, I, I have a mortgage to pay. Um, I have bills. I have kids. You know how it's not just that easy to say, oh, yes, let me let me just uh, get off the hamster wheel and, and start my own business. So what are some of the things people should consider? Number one, before making a big life-changing decision like this, what are some of the things you talk through with, with your clients? That's actually a really good question, uh, Roger, because the people that work, the most of the people that work with me, especially the ones in my boot camp, not the ones that work with me one-on-one, -on -one, most of them are still in corporate. And you know what they're doing? They're, they're creating their contingency plan. And mm -hmm. this is best approach because rather than leaving and hoping for the best that is not my approach at all my approach is be loyal and be fully present with the job that you have which is your nine to five your corporate your corporate job and honor that job because that job is giving you an opportunity to actually build your contingency plan and when you have that mindset then you get excited because you're not coming from a place of I have to make money if I you know if I leave my job I've got to make money that's the worst place to be we need to be in a place where we're calm grounded and we have order order is the key word here and a lot of people forget that and the other thing is to on another layer on top of that uh, Roger is that if you leave your corporate role and you have no tribe to lean on that are doing what you're wanting to do it's going to be a very lonely path and an uphill battle. And I say this from experience. So all the people that work with me 
I say do not leave your job until you're in a position to leave. Do not leave it because it will cause so much chaos and so much unease in your life and that it defeats the whole purpose of what you're doing. So the key is, is to have a plan and a contingency plan and and the most important thing is with that contingency plan, if you are serious about packaging all of your genius and turning that into an actual business, it has to be done in a way that follows a system. You've got a tribe to lean on. You know, you've got a, you've got direction. You know exactly all of the moving parts that you need to implement before you go live. So the key word here is contingency plan. And are you encouraging people to have revenue already started? So, for example, would they already have the, the business in motion, you know, maybe for a couple of years, even before they make that complete, you know, transition? There's two types of people. The ones that are already starting their coaching or consulting business, they're, you know, uh, already monetizing, you know, their their internal inventory. They're already doing that. Um, the ones that aren't monetizing and they're starting from scratch, they're the ones that have no idea where to start. Because the thing is, Roger, you and I both know that it's not just about leaving your corporate job and saying, waking up tomorrow morning and saying, oh, I'm a consultant today. So what? So are 750 billion other people. So the, the thing that I'm passionate about is teaching people that these are all of the steps, they've already been worked out for you. This is what needs to be done every step of the way so that the output, you have a fully commercial business. You are ready to take money. You are ready to take clients. Everything's in place. And not only that, but also the biggest problem for all people that start a business, whether it's coaching, consulting, whatever you want to do, is lead generation. So a lot of people don't understand how to uh, approach lead generation. Let um, Organic is one way. Paid ads is another way. People don't have money for paid ads. So understanding the organic lead generation approach is very, very different to paid advertising. And so I think that what a lot of people think is that I'll just, I'll just get on LinkedIn, I'll do a couple of posts and things will be okay. But it's actually not like that. It doesn't work like that. I wish it did, but it doesn't. So all of these things that I'm talking about have a system behind them. you know. And I have found that that is the best way to implement a successful outcome rather than implementing what one would deem as successful, but it's not. Most people end up having a hobby. They don't actually end up having a business output. And for me, it's building an actual business, uh, digital, uh, sorry, business assets that can be commercialized rather than just sort of a little bit here and a little bit there. We'll dabble in a little bit here. It's not, you're either all in or you're all out. There's no halfway mark. And, and looking at where the economy is right now, we are in a fully digitized economy. It's just, it's just, we just have to accept that. So because of that, we have to also shift in the way that we think. We have to shift in the way that we act. We have to shift in the way that we show up. It's a different type of an, a, an approach to starting a coaching or consulting business when we're in a fully digitized economy. And Mary, can you give us an example of exactly what you mean there uh, to make that shift in, say, for example, how you show up? Is it 
being that ultimate person that you're wanting to be when you become that coach, what does that look like? I think the first step, Roger, is to really understand all of that internal inventory that you possess, that you hold, that is called your currency. It, you, it, you have to really understand what is the problem I can solve and who needs that problem. And those two entities need to merge in the middle. So that bridge in the middle is me now asking myself, what do I want to be known for in the marketplace, in my niche or the industry? How do I want people to refer to me? What type of go-to person do I want to be? These are very important questions. Um, I need to wrap around that my messaging. My messaging needs to be crystal clear. I can't show up in a fully digitized economy that is full of white noise and change my lane every week or every second week. I need to be very clear from day one, this is what I want to be known for and these are the topics that I only want to talk about because when you can actually narrow it down and become super tight and clear on your messaging, then your content makes sense or your content is in context. When your content is in context, people stop and listen. And that's just one important example that I've given in terms of, uh, you know, getting your messaging right, understanding what it is that I want to stand for, what it is, who is it that I want to serve? What is it that I can promise? If somebody works with me, what do they get at the end of the journey with me? What does that look like? And when we look at how we show up, how we act on social media platforms, we need to be very clear that the way that we act matches what we promise. Well, uh, very smart, very profound. Uh, we, again, touched on some of these subjects in our first interview. So it's great to kind of hear some of these same buzzwords that you're um, saying now because it's some of that's coming back, which is which is awesome. So I do encourage people to go back and listen to that first interview as well. Speaking of social media, Mary, you and I are both uh, very active on LinkedIn. I know that's a place... Uh, that you show up every day yourself. But for the people that are listening to, to this, say on you know uh, an audio podcast or maybe on YouTube or whatnot, and have not really jumped into LinkedIn, please speak about your experience and the power of LinkedIn, um, both for your personal brand and for the clients that you've helped to uh, cultivate you know, their business and coaching for, uh, on LinkedIn itself. I think one of the keys with LinkedIn is to, again, be very clear on what you want to be known for because the, there is so much opportunity on the platform, but it's being very clear on how you want to show up. And I think that this is a very important uh, um, aspect of, of LinkedIn, Roger. For me, you know, how I show up is not just about the content that I produce uh, on the platform, but it's also my my brand presence 
how do I want my brand to show up? How do I, how can I use my brand to actually stand out so people can take notice of me? So you notice that I use a, the, the color hot pink a lot. That's my brand color. So that's consistent. And what I've been able to do, just that one example, just th that's a part of my brand signature, if you will. So when people see hot pink, I've already, you know, um, in terms of my network, I've already made my network aware, you know, that hot pink is equals Mary Henderson. So when they see hot pink in their feed, and I can't tell you how many people say this to me, they say, Mary, whenever I see hot pink in my feed, I know I'm in for a treat. <laughs> I mean, how amazing is that, right? Yeah, yes. So this is, this is this is what I'm trying to say. When you you have to be very very tight with how you want to show up, not just in terms of your voice but also in your look and feel um, the, the, the type of di the type of dialogue you want to start with a prospect on LinkedIn. That's, that's on the brand side. On the other side, how do you actually attract or pull the right people towards you? We have to start a dialogue on LinkedIn. It's like a networking platform. Let's just think, let's just break this down a little bit. If I was to go to an actual networking event, which I don't think they'll ever happen ever again, by the way, unless they're virtual, but let's just go to it. Let's just, let's just take us back to a place where we have gone to a networking event in real life. You know, you're standing around, you've got a drink in your hand, you know, you don't sort of walk up to somebody and say, would you buy my, 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 my coaching program? You know, this is what it does. Here are the features and benefits. You would never do that, right? You would actually say, you know, hi, Roger, my name's Mary. Um, you know, what brought you here today? You know, you, that's the, how the conversation starts, okay? And so, you know, what do you do, Roger? You know, what is your what, what is your area of specialization? Now, that's a very important question because we all ask each other, what is it that you do? <laughs> now, that's, a, that's critical. So think, so let's walk through this as a way of using LinkedIn for exactly the same reason. I want you, Roger, to know what I do in under five words. I want you, to, I want to be very clear, precise, concise, so that when you see Mary on the platform, you already know she's a personal branding specialist. That's it. That's what I do. It's pretty simple. Then, you know, my content is created in such a way where I want to start a conversation with you, Roger. I'm not selling you anything. I never sell anything on LinkedIn. There's, I, I sell without selling, quite frankly. That's the key. It's to be able to start a dialogue where you want, where you, where there's a like-minded zone between you and your target audience, if you're there for lead generation, of course. Um, I have no interest in vanity metrics because it's all false. I don't believe in any of that. I just want to show up on the platform and just be known as the person that that is in her lane. I always focus on commercializing personal brands. That's all I'm interested in, you know, and you know, and also I'm happy to be controversial. I'm happy to challenge the status quo. You know, I've do that many, many times and I'm comfortable in doing that especially when there's no common sense involved. So I'm okay to be able to be that person that says, I'm sorry, but you actually can't build your personal brand. That just doesn't make sense. 
And, you know, this, you could feel the silence in the room, you know, and then I explain, you know, why. You know, I, I always back myself up. I never make claims that I can't make, back myself up. And I think people love that, Roger. They want people to be unapologetically themselves. But, again, it's in context, Roger. Wow. And, Mary, what is, how do you help people who want to build their personal brand but have never put a post up? on LinkedIn or any other social platform. Um, is that sometimes better where they're starting from scratch or how do you work with people like that? Yeah, it actually is better. And everyone, everyone that I work with, they hate that, that idea of, oh my God, I'm going to be on LinkedIn every day. And worse still, I hate selling. So these are the two pain points that everyone that I work with has. But you see, I don't sell and I don't show up on the platform in a way that's, um, you know, that's that 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 compromises my brand presence, my brand currency. Like it's, it has to be very tasteful. Now, for me, and the way that I approach this is that I have a very strict ninety-day launch plan. So everyone that works with me has to follow that ninety-day launch plan. Why? Because if they can see that by uh, it, by showing up every single day on the platform and supporting it with other things that they need to do in that first 90 days, what happens, Roger, is they start seeing results and they start feeling really good about themselves. They're, they're starting to see that things are moving in the right direction. They're creating some type of impact. People are reaching out to them. They're generating leads. So that 90 days, like a season, it's an entire season, it also changes behavior. So in that 90 days, what I'm trying to do is change behavior and it works. And, and the same with the sales process. They're not selling. The way that my clients sell, is not even, it's not even selling. It's, it's a whole different approach to selling, but it matches, it's congruent with everything that they do. So the idea of showing up on the platform is not scary, but, but it has to be strategic and deliberate and it has to be planned. So waking up every morning and thinking, oh, I've got a post today, that's the worst thing to do. That's why you have to pre-plan it so that you wake up in the morning and you know what you have to do. It's pretty simple. Um, so it, it for me, it requires uh, strategic and deliberate planning and really having a 90-day plan in place that you follow on a day-to-day -day basis. That's my approach. I love that. And I think the longevity of that provides the individual with all they need because everything you just went through will happen naturally over those yes. 90 days. It's pretty similar when I help people write their first book. It yes. takes, it's a 90-day it's a program, you know, so I know certain things have to happen uh, and the consistency of writing a little bit every day in order to hit that goal over a 90-day period. So um, I'm really happy that, I don't know if we talked about that last time, so I'm really happy you talked about that today. Um, what about, I know something you talk about quite a bit is not having a fear of competition or elim eliminating competition because really competition is only in our minds, right? If we make that for ourselves. So how does that play into when you're helping people build their personal brand and they're fearful of, of competition, where where do you kind of draw the line of the sand to say, 
it's not even an option. Well, the thing is, Roger, let's have a look at this for a moment. You know, every single human being has a unique DNA. Every human being has a unique fingerprint and every human being has a unique soul print. So that's the starting point. So that means that I, Mary and Roger have got two very different life experiences. Uh, we have two different value systems. Uh, we give meanings, different meanings to the same ideas, but, you know, we come from different angles. We come from different families. We've had different professional experiences. And even if, Roger, even if you and I had a parallel life and we did exactly the same thing and I can't do it the way you do it and you can't do it the way that I do it, you can't express it the way that I do and vice versa. So when I'm taking somebody's internal inventory made up of their knowledge, wisdom and their skill set and we package that into a solution, their solution will never be the same as their competitors. The moment you're competing with the competitor, that tells me one thing. You are not a master of your craft. You are not a specialist in that very thing that you've told me that you can solve. So for me to look at my competitors would be a complete waste of time because I do it differently. They may do it similarly to me and that's okay, but there is going to be in my and the way that I feel about this is that I've already been assigned the tribe of people that I'm meant to be working with. So I don't care about, you know, what everybody else is doing and how much they have because I'm in a different life situation. You know, I'm serving very specific people that I want to serve and and I'm not a one size fits all. And this is another point I want to make here, uh, Roger, about, you know, competition. The only time people are competing is when they're trying to grab a little bit here and a little bit there and a little bit here and a little bit there. And for me, that is absolutely not the case. I mean, I have a very strict criteria. I will not work with anyone that doesn't meet that 10,000 hour rule. So if you can't prove to me that you have dedicated 10,000 hours in your area of specialization, I actually can't help you. It's too hard because I don't want to make people famous. I want to actually make people money. You know, I want them to commercialize their genius into an actual business. I'm not interested in becoming LinkedIn or Instagram famous. That's of no value to the people that I work with and to myself. And so competition is it only lies in the mind of an individual who comes from a space of scarcity and fear. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror and actually look at what's going on in our world. Anything that shows up in our world that that is remotely scarce or fearful, we've got to change that and own up to that. Because the moment we own up to that, then we don't need to compete thereafter. We're comfortable in our own skin. We're comfortable with what we bring to the table. We're comfortable with the people that we can serve. And that's it. We don't have to serve everybody. We just need to serve a handful of people. And I remind my clients of this all the time. And they, and, and they, and they always say, you're absolutely right. My, tick, my clients are selling high ticket coaching services. They don't need 
a thousand clients a year. They don't even need a hundred clients a year. Many of them can. One of my clients has three gets two to three clients a year, and they are worth a million dollars to her. Do you see what I'm saying? So she doesn't have to compete. We're not competing when you when you're very clear on your specialization. You're very clear on the problem you can solve. You're very clear on who you can serve. You're very clear on the value of that solution you're not competing with anyone. Wow. And you are very clear about why competition is not there unless you make it for yourself. So thank you yes. for that uh, answer. So you talk about one in four women in senior executive roles are turning um, to entrepreneurship, uh, starting their, their coaching and consulting businesses that you've already talked about. Um, you call this the big resignation. Why is this happening all around the world? Well, McKinsey and Company actually uh, released a white paper on this, uh, Roger, which was fascinating. And uh, they basically stated that one in four women are likely to leave their corporate roles um, because of burnout and exhaustion. That was the reason. And in fact, they even went one step further and said that the 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 um, that the women that are most likely going to leave are those with children under 10 years of age. And these are senior executive women. So we're not just talking about, you know, sort of middle management. We're talking about senior um, women. I think that where we're at as a society and what's happened with this pandemic, a lot of people have ha had time to self-reflect. I really believe that. And women are great at doing this. I've come from the corporate landscape. I've been there, done that. I know what that's like and I know what that feels like. It's soul destroying. So at some point, you know, you do get to a stage in your life where you think, I can't do this 80 hours anymore and, and not be present for my children. I just can't do it. So we make life decisions based on what's going on inside the heart, not inside the mind. Mind says logically, you've got to work, we've got a mortgage, we need money. Heart says, this is just not, I'm not aligned with this, number one. Number two, you know, we talk about the pay gap between genders in corporate. And I think a lot of women are saying, you know what, I can't be bothered fighting anymore. I'm just going to go and create my own demand and I'm going to command my own value and I'm going to be okay with that. And the other thing is that there's opportunity for so many people like those women, one in four, who can see that entrepreneurship has longevity. It's how you future-proof your career. You may not make four or $500,000 in your first year, but what you will do is you'll start to build your brand currency and your social currency, and it doesn't take years to turn all of that currency into a six-figure business or a seven-figure business for that matter. So I think a lot of women are starting to see that if I want to be with my children and I want to future-proof my career, I want to control my career, the only way to do that is to actually leave the corporate landscape, take that risk and create your own destiny. Yeah, no. And um, look, it's it's not easy uh, for a lot of people to make that decision. I really like how you framed earlier the concession plan, because then when when you have that in mind and when, when you're working toward it, um, it becomes much more, I think, appealing to a lot yes. of people to say, OK, let me 
let me plan this for even 12 months from now. I don't know what your time frames typically are, but I could see something like that where I have a 12 month plan. And if I do all these things between now and then, I could put myself in the position to be ready. Is that kind of the idea? That's exactly right, Roger. And this is why, you know, we don't rush the process. So typically people work with me for six months. The boot camp is six months for exactly that reason, because I don't want these women, you know, and, and well, men and women join the, the boot camp. It just happens that most 99% are women, but they join the boot camp. And, and what is happening is they've got a tribe. They don't have to worry or think about every step. Every step's already been figured out. So each week they're implementing incrementally, implementing incrementally, and, and there's it's all outcome-driven. So by the time they hit six months, they're ready to go live if they want. Now, some, some, one of my clients um, recently, we um, she's has been in my boot camp twice you know because she wasn't ready to go live in the first six months so now fast forward she's at the 12 month mark and she's an absolute expert in digital transformation but these are really really smart senior women and she's leading a multi-billion dollar project we had to work together to create a contingency plan not just for her to leave her corporate job but how to turn her corporate job into her client you see, so we reversed engineered it. So we, 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 we really were smart about it where we thought, okay, you're going to lead this project. You better shine, baby, in such a huge way that they will need you. So it's exactly what we did. So she wasn't ready to leave in that six months. Fast forward six months later, what happened is that she decided, she started getting a lot of opportunities and she said, look, I really have got to make that decision now. So when she uh, went in to resign, um, they basically said, well, you can't because we, we we need you in this in this in this position. And she said, that's fine. I'm happy to come back as a consultant, but I can only do X amount of days a week. So she's now negotiating her her consultancy um, arrangement. And that's her first client. It's a multinational, multi-billion dollar Fortune 500 company. So so you have this is how I think. It's not about leaving your job. It's could we make your your current employer your actual client? And so because what it does, Roger, it gives them a peace of mind. They can breathe. They're calm. They're grounded. There's order. It's a very important word I use all the time. Wow. Yeah, no, and I could see that. Um, and Mary, I um, read something on one of your posts. You talked about why personal branding, and this ties into our, our last point, uh, as a transition, but why personal branding is a must-have in all caps in 2022, not a nice to have. How does that play into it? Building your personal brand um, prior even to some type of a, a major transition. I think that if you look at where we're at in the landscape, Roger, whether you're an employee, whether you're a business owner, whether you're a coach, a consultant, a restaurant owner, it doesn't matter. People buy from people. We must remember that. People don't buy a corporate brand. They're buying from people. People will only work with Mary if they know, like, and trust Mary. They're not going to work with me because they saw an ad and, oh, well, yeah, she'll, she's the right person. We are in a, amongst a lot of competition, a lot of white noise. There's a lot of nonsense out there. And people 
need to get to know you. They want to know that if they invest in you, that you are going to deliver the outcome. So how do we do that? The best way to build our brand currency and our personal brand is to be seen and heard. Social media is the best way to do it. It's a gift. It's 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 the it's think about it as you becoming your own media company and you're creating micro episodes on say LinkedIn on a daily basis where you're actually talking about topics that really matter to the people that potentially want to work with you. I can't create or build my brand currency if I'm not seen and I'm not heard, if I'm not creating a dialogue, if I'm not producing content that's of value to my target audience. And this is another thing, Roger, we have to think about this idea of providing valuable content that people can do something with. It needs to be experiential. And this is why I always talk about you can't build your brand. You can only define your brand and build your brand currency. You actually cannot build your personal brand. The only way your personal brand can be built is through your followers, your fans, your clients, people that interview you. They're, they become your brand advocates. They're building your personal brand. All I can do is define my personal brand and build on that currency. How do you do the currency? You have to create content that starts a dialogue, that creates curiosity, that gives people an opportunity to experience you as a brand through other forms of content, whether it be your podcast, whether it be giving away lead magnets, whether it be doing a LinkedIn Live, whether it be doing podcast interviews. We have to give people an a, a, a Mary Henderson brand experience across every single touch point that you come across. And this is why being um, um, focused on defining your brand essence for 2022 makes you stand out as the go-to person in that one area of specialization if you stay in your lane. I'm so happy that uh, you reinforced that message that you can't build your brand because it really it makes sense when you yes. talk about it in that way. Um, it's really others that are building our brand. You can't you can't just poof do it yourself. So I appreciate you breaking that down because it definitely I learned that today. And you may have told me that before. But today it really clicks. So sometimes it takes repetition um, of even something like that to understand, um, you know, the, the entire concept of branding because it is so important. And the, the one thing I picked up in all that as well is really, um, you know, what is your differentiator? What are you doing to stand out from the others um, to get through, you know, any of the chaos that exists between so many people that are trying to do the same or similar things. So, um, you know, again, thank you for, for breaking that down. You're welcome. Okay. Well, look, uh, we have had another, uh, tremendous conversation. You brought so much value to us today, but before I let you go, I would love if you could tell us a little bit more about your boot camp. If someone's interested, how do they connect with you and uh, what could they expect? 
Thank you, Roger. Well, my boot camp is called Lights, Cameras, Action, of course, you know, and it is designed for people who, um, you know, want to um, systemize, digitalize and commercialize their knowledge, wisdom and skill set, you know, and turn that into currency and turn that into a coaching business or a consulting business. Um, and and one of the things that people can expect working with me, and I, hopefully it came across, is that I'm a very ordered person. So I systemize everything. There's a system for every aspect of what I do. And the reason I believe in that, uh, Roger, is not only do I have a system, I teach clients how to build their own system. And that's what's so amazing about this pro uh, in, in the coaching program that I've developed. It is fully systemized because when something's fully systemized, I don't want someone to think how to do it. I've already done the thinking for them. And, and again, I'm teaching my clients how to do exactly the same in their business. It needs to be outcome driven. So it's for people who want to take the plunge, they want to create their contingency plan, or even coaches and consultants that want to scale and they're really struggling, they know that they haven't got a system in place, there's something wrong, they can't quite figure it out, this is absolutely a perfect solution for them as well. Um, and the best way to get in touch with me is email me, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com or uh, send me a DM on LinkedIn at Mary Henderson Coaching with a pink circle around my face. Um, I think they're the best two options at this stage. And you can go to my website, maryhendersoncoaching.com. Wonderful, Mary. One last thing uh, that came out of that for me, and that is investment, people investing in themselves. I'm sure this yes. is a question that you come up against. So I'm trying to get ahead of that a little bit for people that are listening. So if, if, if we had a call and you gave me your price and whatever it is, and I said, oh, you know, I just, I don't know if I could do that right now, or it may not be the right time. Or, you know, we hear all these type of excuses that people make. What do you say to these people? How much, it, it, how much is it really costing you? And, you know, when I do gap analysis with people, I actually show them what it's really costing them. It blows people away. Because the thing is that there's two types of people, Roger. One is that the people that want to do it will never, ever do it. Never, never, never do it. They just will never be able to get to that place. And it's, sometimes it's not even about money. It's just that they just don't believe that they can actually turn their genius into, um, into a commercial business. So you can't help those people. But the ones that complain about the money side of it, um, it's interesting because most of those people try and figure it out for themselves. 12 months later, they're on my doorstep. So the thing that I want to say is that there are 24 critical moving parts from going from personal brand to systemizing your genius, creating all of the digital assets that you need to create the ecstatic brand experience, and then the commercialization, 24 macro frameworks that need to be implemented and just to put into context, this has taken me 39,000 hours to master. So it, hasn't, it didn't happen over three books or three months. This is years and years and years of my specialization that I continue to just refine. So that's just giving people context. It's not about the money. It's about how long do you have 39,000 hours to actually master what I've mastered? I think that's the key question. Wow. No, and it makes sense. You'll save people a lot of time yeah. <laughs> and a lot of money at that. 
Mary Henderson, welcome back. Um, I'm, it was so great to have you on the show again today. Any departing words before I let you get on with your uh, day? You're actually a day ahead of us. It's, yes. It's Sunday there, it's Saturday here. It's amazing, isn't it? It is. I think, you know what I want to say, um, and, you know, and I was only thinking about this this week, but I think it's really profound. Um, you know, we're in a state of chaos in every aspect of our life. You know, some of it's we're brought on ourselves, others it's out of our control. And the one thing that I'd like to share with people is have a look around your life and have a look at what's reflecting, mirroring back to you. Is it a state of chaos? Is it a state of fear? Is it scarcity, unhappiness? What is it that's reflecting back at you? When you can actually see that, that is the moment that we have to step into that and actually confront that truth. Because the moment we confront that truth, that's when our life can actually change and our circumstances can actually change. And, you know, going down this path of starting your own business is not easy. I can assure you that it takes time, effort and commitment. I know that for sure. But taking a step before that and going before you even want to go down that pathway, have a look at what's really going on. Look at that mirror and step right into it. Go, Come face to face with it and start to focus on the things that you really need to focus on before you can expand your horizons and pursue your passion or your dream to become a coach or consultant. I think it's a very, very important part of this process. Well, you started the episode by talking about that, confronting your truth. You ended it, and it really makes a lot of sense. And it's something you know that I, as an individual, I try to do every single day. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. It doesn't matter what space you're in. I think confronting yourself and coming to that you know, realization is the more, most important thing you could do for yourself, your family, your career. So yes. uh, once again, Mary, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on the show. And look, I we've, we've built a friendship here, um, a, a world apart. It is my goal and my dream someday to interview you in person, whether we do yes. it over there or if you're in the States. So hopefully for our third time, it'll be in person. But thanks so much again for coming on the show. Thank you, Roger. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning into American Real. Be sure to visit our website, AmericanReal.tv, or search for us on iTunes or YouTube for past episodes. While you're there, please rate us or leave us a review, as that helps others find our show. I am truly grateful and appreciate all of your support. If you'd like to be part of our inner circle or want one-on-one -on -one coaching, check out the American Real Learning Academy, where we have self-help groups courses so you can build the best you. We also have a new Facebook group where you can connect with high achievers from around the world. If you want to go even further, maybe you're determined to write your own book or launch your own podcast, contact me today to see if we can help. You can reach me through Instagram or Facebook or email me directly at roger at americanreal.tv. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week.